Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Our mission is to take you on a most excellent adventure through time. Buzz in the Tower is so much more than a podcast. It's the map to One-Eyed Willie's treasure. And all you have to do is sit back, listen, and repeat after me. Klaatu! Barata! <clears throat> Buzz in the Tower answers the questions you didn't even know you had. Like who would win in a fight, John Rambo or Hans Gruber? Or who is dreamier, Jake Ryan or Marty McFly? So as we rank, debate, and offer fresh takes of the best of the best from 80s cinema, please remember, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and listen to a podcast once in a while, you could miss it. Don't forget to subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. For bonus content, you can find us on all social media channels by searching our handle at Buzz in the Tower. For more podcasts, information, or to contact us with topics you'd like us to talk about, visit our website, buzzinthetower.com. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, thetower.com. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Verde Media. Max, I couldn't be happier with the way our website looks. So good. Yeah. If you haven't had a chance to take a look at our website yet, you need to right away. These guys, website development, online marketing, they are outstanding. Am I exaggerating at all? It is so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend having them build you one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, look, they're the best of the best. And working with John, uh, their owner, a self-admitted 80s martial arts movie nerd was an absolute joy. Is that why you said the best of the best? That is why I said yeah. that was a tip of the hat to John. Um, they're more than our sponsor. They're our partner. And if you are looking to build a website, they are the group to go to. Uh, find their link on our website and check them out, Verde Media. Today's episode, congrats, it's an 80s baby, part one. We're going to hop into the only right way to raise a child in the crazy world we live in, which is a steady dose of your favorite 80s films. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the Dalton to my Garrett, Max Sanders. And with that, let's hop in. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. <laughs> you like the Dalton to the Garrett, huh? Just saw it for the first time. Oh, it's a great Throat one. Throat riffs. Yeah. Really pretty graphic. It's uh, it's an aggressive film. It is. I thought you'd be bigger. The uh, <laughs> the director's name is Rowdy. How Ra- is is I didn't know yeah, that. Rowdy Bennington. God, you are so good at getting these little tidbits of information. How can so, you not love that? I do love that. I love today's topic. Today's topic is big. Max, listen, the world's on fire. It is. I mean, like every day I put either the radio on or I put the TV on and it is just horrifically depressing. Um. Everyone hates everyone. Human sacrifice. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. The flowers are on the table. <laughs> it's the end of days. Uh, if we survive this, it's our job. You know what? Forgot job. It's our duty to make sure that we never get to this point again. And I think uh, the best way to frame this, it was said best by uh, Mr. Randy Watson. Lord, it's a gift. Uh. He said it best. He said, I believe the children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Didn't Whitney say that? Uh, Whitney, who said, (laughs) she actually took it from someone else as well. um, But it's out of the '80s, so I'm not going to address it. Um, So today's podcast is our contribution to the future survival of mankind. How do you feel about that? Let's fix some kids. We are. That's the plan today. We are going to teach parents how to parent, and if that doesn't make you uncomfortable, nothing should. Yeah. 
gasoline on a fire. Let's no, no, no. It. We're not putting gas on the fire. We're oh, helping. We're not helping. That doesn't help. Say yes. help. <laughs> Hurt. Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so the entire concept of today's podcast is starting at roughly, let's say, five years old. Yeah, the comprehensive age. Yeah, yeah, they're starting to soak it up, right? If if we had to prescribe two films a year to show to a child, boy or girl, on their fifth birthday, their sixth birthday, their seventh birthday, if we did that every year, what would those two movies be from the 80s to help ensure that we are not back in this incredibly horrible, almost post-apocalyptic world that we're living in today? Yeah, the best of the 80s. The moral compass of the 80s. Exactly. Teaching your kid, congrats, you've got an 80s baby, now what are we going to do with it? Yeah, nine pounds, eight ounces of 1980. You love it, mm-hmm. absolutely. You know, Max, I know that this topic has a little bit of special meaning for you, as much as for me, but I know you're you're fun Uncle Max. I mean, you just became an uncle. So excited. How long, how long was Jake born ago? How long ago? Five months. So yeah, you're fresh in uncle phase right now. Yeah, new car smell, uncle. Right. So for this particular podcast, you've got to be thinking, this is the only contribution I can provide because you have no idea about anything parenting right now. I got now. no clue. Are you ready to help? Yes, I want to help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to do this. When he's five years old, he's getting two DVDs and like a treasure chest. And then like every year, there's going to be something different. It'll be like a xenomorph egg or it'll be... The Ferrari from Ferris Bueller. You know what I mean? Like a, like a little one. You're going to want to hold those until they're a little bit older, probably. The, oh, at no, least I'm, the Xenomorph egg? Well, 5 to 18. So, okay. Yeah, all right, 5 to 18. Yeah, yeah that's I'll give them the spectrum. All right. All right. Because that's what we're doing, right? We are. We're, we're raising the kid. We're raising the, the 80s kid. We're not dropping way. off at 15 or 16. We're not going to be an absentee fathers and uncles. No. We're seeing this thing through. Yeah. Absentee uh, uncle? Is that a thing? You know, <laughs> if it is, I'm sure you'll be the one to discover it. That's terrible. Um so, do you want to hop into it? Let's do it. All I'm right. excited. So, a uh, little bit of short background for those listening at home. Um, you know, Max and I, when we put together any of our podcasts, we have kind of some pre-production meetings. We talk about topics. On this one, though, until we really get into what I'll call adolescence, you know, basically that that 12 to 18 uh, phase. I'm so mad that there's not a psychological term for that because you're in childhood development and you told me that's an important time. In it's their- a very important time. Wait, well, there's no term? Make it Adol- up. It's adolescence. Adolescence. It's 12, 12, 12 to 18. Give me like a Latin term. Adio la science. There we go. There you <laughs> go. It's on Spanish. But yeah, all right. but, well, you know, they're all the same. They're all old languages. But the the important part about this is your contribution on this has been immense, but it's different than my contribution because a lot of these movies you'd never even seen before. So I put you on the typical backbreaking schedule of making you watch. How many, how many 80s movies have I made you watch in the last couple months? I have watched 114 80s movies in the last 45 days. I believe that. Yeah. That's the, I don't even think that's just a joke. It's You're being facts. serious. It's yeah. my letterbox. I have a notes of everything. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. And your commitment is amazing. It's, it's almost more incredible that all these movies I'm asking you to watch, I've already watched dozens of times. Like, it's crazy. How'd you do that? Did you ignore the 90s? Like, what? I, happened i i just i think blockbuster and you know video max and like i just was i was a tv baby right i was like raised by the tv single mom family she's working her butt off and when i would come home i certainly wasn't doing homework i was either playing video games or i was watching movies yeah well it works for this podcast it does i know it works out great (laughs) i can't read or write but it works out great (laughs) all right let's hop into it let's do it first birthday five years excuse me not first birthday fifth birthday yeah First of uh, the gifts. First movie gifts yeah. uh, to help raise this 80s babies. I am going to start off with uh, a little gem uh, called The Little Mermaid. Classic. I the, the Little Mermaid. Some of these movies, when we're talking about the, five, the fifth birthday, the sixth birthday, the earlier age birthdays, I'm not worried about having life-changing moral lessons taught to that 80s baby. 
I part of this is indoctrination. Yeah, I want to make hook them, them a Disney. Girl, I a Disney want a Disney person. kid. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. I, this is what I did with my own children. This is what I would expect you to do with your nephew. Uh, you got to hook them on the things you want them to love. Um, there are lots of wonderful Disney films, but as far as the eighties are concerned, not I, so much. Yeah, right. So a lot of them, like Cinderella, Snow White, those are all like 50s and 60s. They're older, quite older films, right? Yeah. Um, but The Little Mermaid, you have the the Ariel, brave, adventurous. You know, she faced what I would argue is one of the scariest Disney villains ever. Ursula's scary. Ursula's terrifying. The purpleness of her scary. Just everything about her, man. She's like very sneaky. She, you know, she's got she's her little, giant. Too. She, yeah, yeah. She's got tentacles. Like it's. Was it's, there an electrical component to her? She could like summon yeah, lightning. Under, yeah. Underwater? Well, no, only when she got the trident. Okay. When she got a uh, right, right, right. trident. And, and hear me out on this. Is is Ursula not the the Disney version of the Predator? <laughs> You disagree with that? I mean, I've never thought of it. I want you to think about that, right? Okay. You uh, can't see her coming. She can change shape and form. This is a stretch. All right, it's a stretch, <laughs> but she's terrifying. I think she's terrifying. My brain broke for a second. You did. Your full face, it looked like you stroked on me, but that was good. It was good. So, villain aside, main character aside, for a five-year-old on their fifth birthday. Oh, yeah. The music, the the adventure. Are you an the, Under the Sea or Kiss the Girl? Kiss the Girl. Sha-la-la-la-la-la. Under the Sea, though, man. Under the Sea. Yeah. Well, you ride hard. Sebastian talking crap. Oh, he's Party. great. He's yeah. great. Yeah. Flounder. Flounder's cool. Flounder's cool. Especially, I don't know. I, I would assume they did this, but um, Animal House. Uh, that's what they named Flounder was his uh, pledge name. Dwarfman or whatever his name was, right? That movie was in 78. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Maybe it was oh, a they, tip of the they hat. They took it? Yeah, it was or a tip of the not hat. That it was a flounder that he was? Well, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I guess he was a fish. Yeah, yeah, I totally blew that one. No, no. We're going to go with these stole it from Animal House. It's fine. <laughs> you called me out so hard. I love it. All right. So. I like it. This is a good, it's colorful, a, fun. You're, if you show your five-year-old there's no The risk Little Mermaid, there's, no, there's risk. no risk. And I think that this sets the stage for them being a Disney Pixar kid. Yeah. Right? So I, I think it's a good first move. The second movie we're going to drop, and I'm passionate about this one, so you just back off. I don't want to get into a fight I have an you. idea already. Yeah, yeah, I bet you know. <laughs> um, because I gave you just a blank list. I didn't tell you all that I was going to use, and I didn't tell you what ages I was going to use them for. But I think you've watched most of these. I don't know if you watched this one. Um, the Great Muppet Caper. So is this... Are they in Manhattan or what's going on? They're they? not. They, wait, why do you always think they're in Manhattan? Because <laughs> they take Manhattan. They took. That's one of their movies. The Muppets Did they take invade? Manhattan. Was it like a horror no. movie? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. So, the Great Muppet Caper. In total full disclosure, if the original Muppet movie had came out in 1980, I would have used that movie instead. But it I think it, it came out in like 78 or 79. Um, so the Great Muppet Caper. Is it's actually Jim Henson's directorial debut because the Muppet movie wasn't directed by Jim Henson; it was directed oh, by someone else. Yeah, so this is Jim Henson's first uh, feature film that he directed. Um, look, Jim Henson. If you don't have Jim Henson in your child's life, you have failed as a parent. You love him so much because he everything that you and I love today: Futurama, South Park, The Simpsons. Yeah, the two old dudes are basically <laughs> the start of that. Not even, not even the two old dudes. No, the, the two old dudes were not the start of this. What's the start of this is Jim Henson created material that didn't treat children like all they could watch was Teletubbies. Like they treated children as sentient thinking. Small adults. Yeah. And the benefit of this was for that dad who's sitting next to his son or that mom who's sitting next to his daughter, her daughter, and they're watching uh, The Muppet Show or they're watching these movies, there are all these 
great kind of tip of the hat jokes that only the adult gets, but then the children really enjoy the songs and everything else. So that's no different. Like there's really funny, great stuff that takes place in the Muppet caper. I do love, I do love Beaker. Beaker's awesome. Beaker's the well, silent, yeah, so. I mean, he's, he's obviously a critical part of, uh, of Muppet Lab. He's a Charlie Chaplin of his generation. All right. <laughs> Him and Dr. Bunsen Honeydew, man. They're great. I thought it was Dr. Cylinder Watermelon. No, that, no, no, that's, that's not, that's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Dr. Cylinder. That's, God, you are so dumb. All right. Anyways. <laughs> So look, you got you got Kermit, Fozzie, and yeah. Gonzo, right? And Sam the Eagle, right? Yeah. Well, starting off, you got Kermit, Fozzie, and Gonzo, and they are a a group of reporters and a cameraman Realistic. for a newspaper. Yeah. Well, the better part is Fozzie and Kermit are supposed to be twin brothers. I can see it. Which I think, yeah, they got a lot in common. So they take off. They have an adventure. A baseball diamond gets stolen. A beautiful giant. A diamond, diamond the size of a baseball. Or right vice there, versa? you go. Okay, right, got it's, it. it's basically yeah, yeah, it's a big diamond. Okay. And um, it's a nice movie. They they live in the temporary uh, staying place for them is the Happiness Hotel, and that's where they meet Doctor Teeth, the electric Electric Mayhem, uh, Sam the Eagle, all their kind of friends and characters. I like all those guys. Um, you and your Muppets. But for like for a five year old, similar to similar to why I picked uh, the Little Mermaid. It's a fun movie. It's about friendship and songs and singing and dancing and frogs and pigs and chickens and things. It's Do great. you learn things? No, you don't need to learn anything. What is Gonzo, by the way? He's a thing. Oh. He's a weirdo. Who likes pigeons? No, pigeons, chickens, chickens. That's similar. Chickens. It's really weird. You know, you should know this. At my wedding, the topper on my cake was Gonzo and Camilla the chicken. You should remember no that. No way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a bad friend. You are a bad friend. Moving uh, on. <laughs> sixth birthday. Uh, wow. This is a big one for me, right? Um, all dogs go to heaven. Now, I made you watch this, <laughs> and I know you weren't a huge fan of it. <laughs> I've never been more upset with you. Come on. Hold on. Before, before you dive in why you don't like it, I the reason I picked this movie, and we're going to talk why you don't like it, but the reason I picked this movie is the 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 sequence, right? Using Facebook as my ultimate data aggregator, the sequence is boy meets girl, boy dates girl, boy and girl adopt a dog, boy and girl get married, boy and girl have kids, kids get to be about five, six, seven, eight years old, and that dog passes away. So this is a great movie to introduce to uh, on a sixth birthday. It gives a nice story about all dogs go to heaven, that you don't have to feel bad that you know your dog passed away. And you just lost your dog three years ago. I lost mine a year and a half, two years ago. You found nothing redeeming in this? No. Burt, Burt Reynolds? Burt Reynolds is terrible. No, come on. Charlie, Charlie? Charlie's a sleazy dog. And also, heaven... They're not doing their homework. Why do all dogs, even Carface at the end is in heaven and he gets to go back down and he's a jerk to the orphan child, Anna Marie, who is the most one dimensional character I've ever seen in a child's movie. She's like, all I want is parents. And that's like, she's just like, but that's, that's sweet. And and look, like it it's says the most child movie ever. I like, need some. You're right. That's the whole point. And like it says in the movie, you're, to answer your question, all dogs go to heaven because unlike people. Dogs are naturally good and loyal and kind. Every dog in this movie was not naturally good or you loyal. You just saw kind. you just saw a glimpse of them. You don't know what they were like before. Charlie seemed like a jerk. Carface <laughs> was not a good guy. They were gambling degenerates who ran a <laughs> casino out of a car. All right. I, I I concede that it may not make sense to you now, but for a six year old, it's a really sweet movie. I felt cheated and betrayed by you that you know i, I can't, 85 minutes of my life watching I'm, I'm just proud that you watched it, it was, i'm yeah. sad that you got nothing out of it all right you'll like the other one that i've got for the sixth better, day. you will um honey i shrunk the kids okay rick moranis i'm in so this movie to me is a great movie to show a six-year-old because it's it's wholesome it's clean it's funny and children at that age they're they're in the backyard and they're finding ants and bees and caterpillars Did the giant ants freak you out though no because i thought it was kind of sweet that's 
kids being scared of insects has much more to do with how their parents kind of integrate them with I'm nature. Still scared of I know, but you have so many mental health issues that I can't. You're not a spider. No, 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 nothing scares me, dude. I'm the toughest guy you know. Uh, that's not true. That's not true at all. I'm scared of everything, like my shadow. Yeah. Um, no, but I mean, your exposure to these things at that age. So th- there's this period of time where like a kid would literally pick up scorpion and not think much of it. So to, to show them all this and, and it just, I just thought the whole movie, the concept behind the movie was great. You know, this nerdy dad trying to prove his you know theory. It, it's just a clean, wholesome, fun movie. And by the way, a little breaking news. Did you hear that Rick Moranis is almost signed and ready to re-engage uh, with the Honey, I Shrunk My Kids, the series? No way. Really? Yeah, I think they're doing a new, it's called Shrunk. And I think he's going to be on board to be in it. Does he look the same? I hope he looks the same. Um, I just saw him in that commercial. Uh, what's I his hated face? that commercial. I didn't like the commercial either. What's his? Uh, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds yeah. Gin and then did you hear of the poor guy? Because you, know, you know why he left Hollywood, right? His wife had cancer. Yeah, right? his, he and, and his he just he took care of his kids. His wife passed away. I, you, you can't. Rick Moranis is one of the rare people in Hollywood that I I challenge you to find a reason why you don't like him. Well, it's better to burn out than to fade away, right? You know what I mean, like. It's Kurt Cobain, Tupac, yeah. Rick Moranis. Wow, Rick, he, Rick, Moranis, he, Rick Moranis is coming back, and he's going to give us a lot Ghostbusters, of Ghostbusters, he was awesome. Oh, he was great. He was and also great. Parenthood, pretty good. Oh, well, yeah, we'll talk about Parenthood later. That's a great movie. Um, yeah, and also My Blue Heaven with Steve Martin, which I don't think you've ever seen. Nope. So, uh, very different role for him, but he was good in it, too. You need to see that. Good name. Right? And also, one last thing about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I dreamed about eating a giant Cheerio all the time and swimming in milk. I thought that'd be fun. Yeah, that's... Uh, did you really dream about that, or are you just yeah. okay? I thought it was awesome. It's a little bit of a weird dream. I don't know. It's cool. Hey, that's all right. It's dream. Hey, that's all right. It's a dream. You can't control it. No. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Sixth birthday covered. Let's go to lucky number seven. Seventh birthday. Seven. Let's, Driving a car. Let's start off with a little bit of uh, Harry and the Hendersons. Haven't seen it. I do know Kevin Peter Hall played the giant Sasquatch, who also played Predator. You so love Kevin Peter Hall. Seven foot two. You can talk about him all day. All day. Two Predator references before seven. There you go. Um, so John Lithgow. Love John Lithgow. Right? So, like, let's talk about him. And I don't want to go too deep into his biography because right now we're not doing that. But I happen to really love him. So, Third Rock from the Sun. Did you ever get into Fantastic. that? Fantastic. It's a great show. Yeah. He's so uh, goofy. He is so goofy. And then, going back further than that, um, the preacher in Footloose. We'll get into that. We'll talk about yeah. that. Uh, the um, Cliffhanger, vi- cliffhanger, cliffhanger villain. Cliffhanger villain. Uh, Rick, Ricochet, which I don't think you've seen, with Denzel, Denzel Washington. Washington. Yeah, yeah, he was in that. And Trinity then, Killer. Trinity Killer yeah. and Dexter. I loved him in Dexter. Biggest shock ever. Right. Yeah. Oh, he was great. Yeah. He was great. Um, Harry and the Hendersons, fun family movie. Uh, takes place in Seattle. Just your standard, you know, mom, dad, big sister, little brother. Um, and they they run into Sasquatch, and Sasquatch oh, ends up right. living with them. And it starts off. It's your friendly t- like toddler Sasquatch or what? Yeah, like vegetarian Sasquatch. Like terrifying at first because you, you don't know what you've just found, but sure. then they very quickly learn that this is just this lovable, misunderstood giant. Um, and there's, I know how that goes. I know. Yeah, you you should love this. Well, you're <laughs> six foot eight, six foot nine, six five. Yeah, whatever. And you smell like garbage. So, I mean, you're basically I Sasquatch. Great. You do smell nice today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> In general. Today you do. I'll give you today. You got today. I make sure there's deodorant in my car. I even reapply before I come in. All right. All right. I'm just telling you, you smell good today. Not Sasquatch. You're not Sasquatch. But if you were Sasquatch, you would understand. Did I give him a name or is he Harry? Harry. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That was his name. Harry. Harry, Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it's a really, really sweet movie. And uh, it's, again, we're we're talking about this kind of five, six, seven, eight-year-old child. There doesn't need to be... A huge lesson, although there's some nice lessons in this about nature and, you know, kind of leaving things and don't judge a book by its cover. Have your kids seen it yet? Or? Yeah, they love Harry and the Hendersons. Nice. Yeah, I saw this in the theater. I remember seeing it when I was a kid in the theater. Okay. So, yeah, it was fun. Um, all right, this one. 
I'm going to try to talk about it without crying. So just bear with me. Cause I mean, this, you cried during all dogs go to heaven. I, it's so. a beautiful look. You can't keep a good dog down. You can. No, you right, can't. Yeah. You're terrible. Stupid clock. You're a terrible human being. Max an American tale. Have you watched this yet? I gave it to you on the list. Have no, you, you burned me so bad on the animated. I couldn't do more. This is, this is such a beautiful movie. All right. So, um, Russian Jewish mouse family, Mouskowitz. Spielberg gets together with Bluth, and we're going to talk about Bluth later because he's in another did another one of the movies that I gave to you. He did all dogs list. too. Yeah, he he's got a he's got a whole host of movies that he did. I mean he he's he's amazing. So um, American Tale, immigrant family. Right. It's the movie starts off. They're basically celebrating Hanukkah. Nice. And then they're eight days. Yeah. Right. And then there's what day uh, are they on? I don't, I, I can't answer that question. I remember a lot of these movies, that type of stuff. I don't remember. They're pushed from their home. They flee to America. This is one of the most pro-American cartoons ever without being obnoxious. It, the whole movie is about the dream and the, and the, and the beauty of, mm-hmm. you know, like uh Feifel. Feifel's the little five-year-old baby, not baby mouse, the little five-year-old mouse. Got it. And his father talks about in America, there are no cats in America. Your dreams can come true. It's, it's just, so they get there. Are the cats Nazis? No, well, that's they kind of portray him as being that way. Although they end up being friends with a cat, uh, voiced by Dom DeLuise, because Bluth loves using Dom DeLuise in all of his movies. Bluth sounds wild. Yeah. It, so they they get to America. They get separated. This whole film is like gut wrenchingly sad. It's Feifel's like on his own. This little five year old's on his own. And man, the end of this movie. I'm telling you, man. The, if you ever need a good cathartic cry, the end of this movie. There's there's a scene earlier in the movie. He's with I think a pigeon, and the pigeon sings him this song about teaching him to never say never. You've right? gotten soft in your old age. I am, age. no, 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 this is not old age. I've been this soft my whole life and there's nothing wrong with being soft. <laughs> I, I'll hold on to this until the day I die. Um, but there's a song called like, Never Say Never. In the end of this movie, there, the, his whole family is riding this cat, yelling, Fievel, where are you? And they find him, okay? okay. And his dad and him embrace, and his dad, I'm not even gonna do the accent, but it's just like- Do it. Fievel, we never thought we were going to- No, he's not Italian. It's terrible. I don't even, I'm not gonna do the accent. You're gonna make me butcher it. But they find him and he said, Fievel, I never thought we would find you. And Fievel looks up and says, never say never, Papa. (laughs) It's the most beautiful movie ever, ever. Uh, Oh, not gonna see this. You have no heart. You're you're a cold man. You're making these kids weak. This is the apocalypse. No, listen, this is is classic like Stallone, Schwarzenegger, 1980s Max, 2020 Max. I want you to open your heart. The world is floating, man. That's why we got to have more empathy. Clockwork Orange, these kids. No. (laughs) Do it. Clockwork Orange, these kids. That's good. Uh, Good shots, Tommy (laughs) Sue. Now you just, Uh, I don't know what to do. (laughs) That's my new go-to. Oh, that's good. So... An American Tale um, is a beautiful movie, and you need to watch it. And that is the gift that we're going to raise that. For the Jewishness all out. Yeah, right? There's not a ton of really good Jewish uh, you know, movies, films, <laughs> I cartoons, people. anything. I was like, Whoa. Well, there's lots of good people. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's An American Tale. Let's go Eighth Birthday. Okay. Now you're going to just continue to make fun of me because I'm going from emotional movie to emotional movie. Uh, softy. I am soft. Mo. Yes, Max. Got to use the bathroom. What do you mean you got to use the bathroom? I got to go. I told you to go before we started recording. I did go. You have I, to go again? I have to go again. The, bad to hold it. Kidneys. The, uh, yeah. Before you go, we're definitely doing our sponsor ads. Fine. Okay. Let's get a... You ready? Yeah. Okay. okay. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Capsiva Pain Relieving Gel. 
And I can tell you that if you're sitting at a table across from a guy who has to go to the bathroom every 25 minutes, sure. you're going to get arthritis. You're going to get muscle soreness, psoriasis. Um, Capsiva is all Sorry. natural. It's okay. Capsiva is all natural and designed to increase blood flow for the healing and pain relief process. Uh, try it for free at capsiva.com. That's C-A-P-S-I-V-A.com. And uh, you know, Max, I'm an old man and I need this kind of stuff. It works. It's, it's, it's great stuff. Yeah, it's like Wilford Brimley in Cocoon. You know what I mean? It's, you feel revitalized. It, that's exactly what it's like. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Lindsay Larravee Photography. Uh, if you've checked out our website, hopefully you have. You've seen the amazing photos that were put up there. Lindsay, so good. Yeah, Lindsay and her team did all of those. She teased my hair. She was, she was fun to work with. Uh, just made the whole experience really exciting for us. She has been taking photos of families, children, and smiles in Metro Detroit since 2017. Um, she loves what she does, and it shows. She works with her clients, catches everything in the moment, and adores watching the connections and relationships unfold in front of her lens. If you mention Buzz in the Tower, you get $25 off any family session in 2021. You can find Lindsay on our website under our sponsors page. Uh, check her up and get some work done. She is fantastic. Yeah, she made us look good. She can make anyone look good. Fox and the Hound. Kurt Russell and Mickey Rooney, right? That's what I got. You got it. What? <laughs> Why are you looking at me? I'm just looking at you waiting. I'm waiting here. What did you think about this movie? I didn't. I watched five minutes of it and I was, Max! So, I was so upset that Max! you made me watch uh, All Does Go to Heaven. Max, I couldn't do it. Uh, Max, the, the, the. I am watching four movies a day. Uh, all right. It's fair. It's fair. Are you like, are you watching a movie right now? What are you like watching? Like, I'm watching Weekend Better, at Off, Dead. Better okay. Off Dead. Yeah. I watched Rocky 3, The Right Stuff, and Roadhouse yesterday. Okay. I need. I can't fill things with like these sappy animated movies. Orphan Fox, adopted by a kind She's farmer. She's gonna ignore me. Not okay. even gonna ignore you. Names him Todd. Meanwhile, the neighbor, who's a hunter, gets a hound puppy named Copper, and Copper Cooper. I'm sorry. No, it's Copper. Oh, is it Cooper or Copper? I have Cooper. Oh, you're right. It's Copper. It's Copper. Shoot. Yeah, that's what I thought. Sorry. Jeez. <laughs> I haven't even seen the movie. I, I, yeah, you're lying to me. Do you even watch the first five it's minutes? Cooper. It's Cooper. Unreal. Um, so here's here's my favorite part. Right? They're little they're little pups playing with each other. And what's a fox pup? I don't know. I don't know. A fup? <laughs> Sounds or a pox? <laughs> yeah, sure. A pox. pox. A pox on your house. Um, little little Todd looks at uh, Copper and says, "Copper, you're my best friend." And little Copper looks at Todd and says, "And you're mine too, Todd." And little Todd says, "And we'll be best friends forever, won't we?" And, Cop uh, and Copper says, "Yeah, forever." Melt my heart with a. So they bomb. they they grow up obviously in an impossible situation, and I I like this movie especially. The socioeconomic issues or what's no going no on? I think more like you know foxes are kind of they create problems and hound dogs are supposed to hunt them. So oh, it's okay. Interesting. It's, uh, yeah, it's, you're learning. Um, <laughs> but for an eight year old, you know, you start to develop your first friendships, and I think that implanting the seed. Now this is where the movies are going to start. I'm going to start kind of massaging that brain, that frontal lobe, a little bit. Um, Amygdala, get and that limbic go, system right? Going. Absolutely. This is uh, this is where we start kind of letting that kid see the value of friendship and that 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 little spark they had, right? Because like, think about when you were real little, you probably had that one friend you had in kindergarten or first grade that you were just friends with for a couple of years and then you don't see him forever. But who knows? One day down the road, a bear might be attacking you and they may save your life, just like in this movie. Did that happen? Yeah. To you? No, it happened in this movie. Wow. That you didn't see because you lied to me because you're a horrible human being. That's exciting. Oh, my God. All right. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. Here. This one you'll be excited about. We'll all see. right. We'll so I know you're going to be excited about this one because I know you like this movie. Eighth Birthday, Fox and the Hound. The other one I'm sliding in there. Back to the Future. Okay. All Are you right. okay now? Mo, it's your kids. <laughs> <laughs> not Back to the Future 2. Back to the Future 1. At the end of Back to the Future, they say that. It's not you. It's your kids, Marty. 
Mm. When he comes back and then they fly. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. It's the very end Shame of the movie. on me. To be continued. Shame on me. Dot, dot, oh, dot. man. Let's talk. Today. Doc Brown, Marty McFly. You know, the funny thing about this movie is that it's, everything every, it's hilarious. It's, it's a great movie. So it's. I, I have used this movie to butterfly effect scare my children. So I tell them all the time, you better be careful about the decisions you make. Or Doc Brown's going to get you. Well, yeah, Doc Brown. It, it, this is a classic example of how I can appreciate this movie. But like if my son came home from school and was like, hey, dad, um, I got to get going. I'm going to hang out with that 55 year old white haired, crazy scientist again. I'm going to meet him at the mall at 2 a.m. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, something. Like, something about terrorists and plutonium. He retrofitted the DeLorean. DeLorean. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I, I'd be like, no, it doesn't sound like an OK thing. His parents had their own issues. They did. They were dealing with a lot. Yeah. Being Until Chris, they being fixed Crispin it. Glover is dealing with a lot. Crispin Glover is a nod, dude. <laughs> we could have a podcast all about him. We could. He is not a, a garden variety, normal human being. But Back to the Future, I mean, I don't even think, is there any swearing in that movie? It's a pretty clean movie, right? Biff, maybe it was some like, get your damn hand. Oh, no, not Biff. Uh, George. George says it to Biff. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, he goes, yeah, they're right. He's like, get your damn With hands off. swearing. You That's know. it, yeah. Which Malt, is clean. Malt shops and, you know, poodle skirts yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's 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 a clean movie. It's a fun movie. And where uh, your mother hits on you. Well, we don't talk about that part. On the eighth birthday, we just leave that, let that slide. But uh, it's, a, it's a great, fun movie to show. It, it, it starts planning. First of all, going back to what we were saying before about indoctrinating our children, I want them hooked on Spielberg and I want them hooked on Zemeckis. Yeah. Add Disney and Jim Henson. And if they get just those four, I'm, I'm good. Now, do you need roads to see this movie? No, where we're going, we don't need roads, there buddy. There, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Had to say it. All right. Ninth birthday. They're getting old. Yeah, fast. I know. They grow Time so flies. Quickly. They grow so quick. Time flies. But I think so far we've done a really good job parenting these this kid so far. I think. They're like morally upstanding. Are they cool yet? Have you made them cool? See, here's the thing. If I had a choice between the two, I would say that they're one and the same. Ugh, you PSA announced. No, I'm still because think about it. The like, more what, you know. What's cooler than being a good human being? Being James Dean with a like a 1950s Pontiac no. and greased up hair no, and no, leather no, no, jacket. No. I, I just cigarettes in your uh, white shirt, like outside. <laughs> rolled up, rolled up on the sleeve. Style. There yeah. you go. There you go. Pony boy. Why did that go? Why did that go out of style? That's a good look. Stay golden, Max. Stay I will. golden. Um, the I do think that one of the nice things about some of these movies that we're going to talk about, it happens more when we get into the adolescent movies, but I really tried to pick movies that had heroes that were very much heroes, not because they were cool. Right, the anti-hero, the the goofball, the dork, the the guy fish out of water. The, okay, all because right. like, there's only there's only so many people that can be cool. Everybody else is just who they are. And look at us. That's we're, a loser mentality. No, you and I are the biggest dorks in the world. And I know, and I wish I could do it all. No, over again. I know you're you're <laughs> terrible. I I wish more than anything else that I was comfortable enough in my teens and twenties to be as much of a dork as I am right now, instead of hiding from it. I love it. I've never been happier. No, I would do it on prison style. Take on the biggest kid when I was like seven. You know, have you been? Have you ever had therapy? Yeah, a lot of therapy. <laughs> I've had eight therapists. Eight therapists. And I've been in therapy since I was five. What is your most jarring scenario that you had with your therapist? So it kind of fits in with this a little bit. With what? Bit. With this, Back to the Future? No, with telling movies, giving movies to kids. Oh, this is, let, me, let me sit back and listen. I'm excited. So, okay, story time. <laughs> I shouldn't be this excited about your emotional pain, but This I is am. a Max Sanders sidebar, okay? So I was eight years old. I was scared of everything, like spiders, the dark, the color purple, kids around me you were really scared of the color purple i was i think it was ursula actually <laughs> seriously freaked me out it's a dark you mean disney color. predator go yeah. ahead <laughs> don't do that sorry sorry you're ruining my childhood again <laughs> but so they thought it was a good idea that at eight years old i should watch something scary so i kind of could get acclimated to it so they made me watch terminator 2 wait hold on you're i think i feel like i'm missing something your therapist when you were eight years old yes had you watch terminator 2 that's correct 
Terminator 2. Like, yeah. not T-1000, like... Sarah Connor's burning on a chain link fence. Terminator 2. So scary. I mean, that's horrifying. I lost my mind. How did you sleep? I didn't sleep for about a week. <laughs> we, we fired the therapist. I moved on to the next I, one. Clearly. Yeah. Who is this therapist? I don't can we, know. Can we get them on the show? I want Dr. to interview this therapist. Cylinder Lemon Bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's yeah, incredible! It messed me up pretty badly. All right, well, this explains why you hate all these tender, beautiful movies because you were eight years old watching T two. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Now you're Rain Man. Definitely, 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 definitely messed up. Definitely Terminator. <laughs> oh my God, Max! All right, well, rolling into the ninth birthday, I don't have Terminator two on any of my lists, so I think we're okay. Tenth birthday for me. Tenth. There you go. Uh, rolling into the ninth birthday. Uh, never ending story. Great movie. Never you made me watch story. this. Yeah, and, and I'm, I was so happy when you watched this. I knew you would love this. Movie. One of the child movies I actually enjoyed. Uh, Fantasia is being devoured by the nothing. Yeah, it is. It's terrifying. Nothing is terrifying. I, is it death? Is that what it is? So I always took it as that Fantasia was our imagination, and the nothing is was if you do nothing was the life? was the lack of imagination. Oh, so when when as people stop believing and stop having so Peter Pan syndrome. Yeah, remember when this movie took fly. when this movie took place? You know the the lead in this. Uh, uh, what's the kid's name? Uh, I can't think of the kid's name right it's now. It's a weird name. It's Bastion. Yeah, is it Bastion? There it is. So Bastion is a throwback kid. He, he wants to go into an old bookstore and read books. You know, his he's living with his widowed father, which is like, you know, very Spielbergian. I'm surprised he wasn't involved. You Was know? he involved or no? I don't think so. I don't okay. think Spielberg had anything to do with this, but he classically always has like some dis, dis, sure, dis, sure, destruction exactly. of the home. Yeah, like yeah. there's something wrong, divorce, death. Um, and he, you know, he's, he's being bullied. He, you know, he's just a tortured soul, awkward, you know, feels out of place. And he finds this bookstore and he finds this book. Yeah, and when does. he starts reading that book, man. The golden snakes on it. Probably. Oh my yeah. God. I mean, uh, he, he meets everyone, right? Uh, Atre- Rock monsters. Atreyu. Giant. By the way, Atreyu is the name of a metal band that I've loved forever. Really? And now I know. Now you know where it came and from. And it's awesome. That's what a great so name. Funny. That's so funny. Good name, Atreyu. The, there's, there's so many. This is where, again, we get to nine years old and we start really talking about life lessons for a child. Horse death. Right. Well. So sad. Uh, Artax. I mean, tell me how many people do you know that can watch that scene and not cry? I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a brutal. I don't cry. I know you're the, maybe this is where I need to bring in like a normal person who didn't watch T2 when they were, you know, eight years old, but whatever. Sarah Connors gets me though. I tear up. Every I know time. every time you see Sarah Connor, you're like, with a Gatling gun really oh gets me going. God. Arnold, anything with Arnold, you get tear up, you know, Yep, I'm broken. The, the scene where he loses his horse and think about it. The horse dies in the swamp of sadness. Yeah. He has to believe that he has to get out and he can't, get and he can't out. do it. Yeah. He can't do it. So he takes his own ownership for it. I, I just, there's so much about this movie. That's beautiful. It's believe in yourself and you can beat the bullies. Right. And even, even when like the, the, the princess, the young princess, whatever her name is, um, everything goes dark and she's got the one grain of sand and, and she says, you know, if you could make one wish, what would the wish be? And he says, I don't know. And she says, but if you don't know, then there's no hope. The whole point is, like, if Steve you don't Scott. have the imagination, then everything's... And when he makes his wish, it's to... What's the dragon's name? Falcor. Falcor, my yeah! God. That's his, that's his one wish. And then he, he swoops in to get the bullies. And I just... This is... For a nine-year-old, this is everything. Game of Thrones stole Falcor. That's how you... Like, that's the... <laughs> that's the dragon flying. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Khaleesi looks like... Looks like Bastion on Falcor. I, I, this is false. I'm telling you. Watch them side by side. All right. Well, I will do that. Um... Max, the second movie for the ninth birthday. Okay. Are you ready for this? Yep. I want you to tell me that you love me. Why? Why do you want me to do just, that? Can you just trust me? Just tell I don't me trust you, you very tell much. Me, tell me you love me. Mo, I love you. 
I know. Oh, <laughs> Empire Strikes Han Back. Solo in the house. Han Solo. So to be fair, I would pick Star Wars, but Star Wars was made in 78. 78. Yeah. So by our rules of raising that 80s baby, but I assume that the kid have seen it. Yeah. Uh, nine years old. Perfect age. Empire Strikes Back. Arguably the best of all of them anyways. So I'm fine with the with the kid watching this one first, even yeah. if I had to. So many great stuff. So many great things going on. Introduction of Yoda. Is uh, this the introduction of Yoda? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Yoda's not in the first one. Uh, this is because they go, they go Yoda, to the Dagobah. Right? Yeah, yeah, they go. To, yeah, uh, Skywalker goes to the Dagobah system after he has the hallucina- hallucination in the snow cave. Um, when well, he's, snow, he's snow he's cave. On, the tantan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had to cut the tantan open. That's a boy becoming a man moment. Right. When you first see old. your first tantan cut open. He's nine, right? Who's who's watching this? Uh, nine the nine year old. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's good. Okay, I like that. But it's it's exciting. It's adventure. It's you know the the big lesson here is don't trust anybody. Don't trust anyone because your enemy <laughs> Stupid could be Lando. your father. I know. Uh, no, but I mean, like, really, it's believe in yourself. It's, you know, the the commitment that Luke Skywalker has to his friends. He leaves the training early. Don't hit on your sister. <clears throat> don't hit on your sister for sure is a good one. Hopefully you don't have to have that lesson with anyone. <laughs> um, but the whole movie is just, it's fun adventure. And again, this is, dark. it is a little dark, but this goes back to what I was saying before about sometimes these movies that I'm selecting Yes, there's a moral lesson, but it's also what do I want to hook my kid on? Because God forbid, if I'm raising an 80s baby and they get a mm-hmm. hold of Star Trek Star before awesome. they get a hold of Star Wars. No, Logic. Nope, nope. you got to be Patrick Star Stewart. Wars. Patrick Stewart. It's so shiny. I, first, you're not even referencing 80s uh, Just Star, Star Trek, Trek right now. Yeah, because William you're talking. Shatner. Okay, Sh- Shatner's he spans everything. <laughs> right? I am much more of a Star Wars, so I want Star Wars. That's Trekkie. what I want. Trekkie right here. Uh, and that covers the ninth birthday. Are we ready to go to the 10th birthday? Let's do it. This is a big one, right? This is a big one. What do you um, call this? The decade mark? Well, so this, for for my kids at least, I assume, even when I think back to when I was a kid, like when you go from single digits to double digits, you, you feel like you're a grown up. You're like, I'm in the double digits <laughs> now, right? I'm a 10 year old. Uh, so we're going to start so off. We're going to start off with just, uh, gosh, just one of my favorites. Max, for the 10th birthday, here's what I want you to do. I want you to say, Mo, give me the movie. It's getting weirder and weirder. I know. Weird's good. But I want you to say, Mo, give me the movie. Mo, give me the movie. As you wish. Princess Bride. Yeah. It took you a minute. You got it. I knew you would get it. Took me a beat. Um, What 10-year-old is not going to love this movie. What what child any age or adult any age is not going to love yeah. this movie? You're Fred Savage in this movie. Yeah. You're just in, in bed. Grandpa's yeah. telling you a story. Yeah. Grandpa William Goldberg. And at 10 years old. And Goldman, sorry. Yeah, that's all right. I knew what you were talking about. Yeah. At, at 10, 11 years old, like, you know, men and women kissing, love stories, grosses Buttercup. you out. Buttercup. It, it grosses you out. So like when when uh, Fred Savage's character didn't want to hear the kissing no scene. No more kissing. Yeah. That's, that's, that's this age, right? Yeah. Um, look. Max, Princess Bride, uh, all of the life lessons. I mean, what? Everything. G- g- yeah, you know them. What's, what's, uh, life land, is pain. Life is pain. Anyone saying otherwise is just selling things. Yeah. That's great. That's, how about, like, that's like, you should get that tattooed on right. your chest. How about, how about we learn in this movie that there's all different types of being dead? Oh, yeah. He's only kind of dead. Not mostly dead. Yeah. Don't get in a land war in China. That's a great lesson for today's world. I mean, it saved world. me <laughs> on my 12th and 13th birthday. There you go. You know, we learned that uh, life decisions have consequences. They do. If, if you go around murdering people you are likely to reap the punishment of the son that avenges his father and knocks on your door one day to say, hello, my name is Enrique Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Inconceivable. <laughs> I'm not sure that you understand what that word means. By the way, when he fights all three of them with like the brain, the sword, and the brawn, is that not the best like three fights in a row yeah. of any movie ever? Yeah, it's great. Because it just shows you you got to be versatile. In yeah, life, right? and, that's, and that's the whole point is like the, the development of this for a child to watch 
It's not the strongest guy. It's just common. And then friendship. He's forging these friendships. And it's, it's, it's great. We could it's make great. a whole podcast just talking about the life lessons. We of, sure could. Oh, man. <laughs> Buttercup, too. Prettiest princess of all time. Right. Young Robin Wright. Oh, beautiful. Gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. And so we, and and then, I mean. I have, Andre. And then, and then the the priest who does Mowage. <laughs> That's Billy Crystal. No. It is. No, it's not. Yeah, I swear to God. It's not. I swear. It's not. I refuse to accept that. Okay. <laughs> We're taking a commercial break to check it up right now. You're wrong on this one. Right, commercial break now. Thank you for waiting on that commercial break. Max, any update on uh, on what you were trying to say? He's in this movie, like I, I said. I didn't ask if he wasn't in the movie. I said, you made the claim that he was the priest that said, Mowage, is he that person? Maybe. Is he that person? No. But he is Miracle Max. Yeah, he's my guy. You're, he's your namesake and you yeah. didn't even remember. He's kind of dead. A nice mutton lettuce tomato. <laughs> This movie has everything. Uh, no, no, no. He said to blave, and everybody knows to blave means to bluff. He's obviously a gambler, and he owes money. Like, yeah, how could you forget that that's Billy Crystal? You're pretty good on quotes in this movie. On oh, Princess can you, Bride. Can you go back to back, like cover to cover? No, oh. I, I, I'm good at like pieces of it because I love the movie. But I, I quotes. The thing with me and quotes is I'm usually good enough to remember the bulk of it, but don't ever count on me for exact words. Got I kind of make up my own words on most of my quotes. Improv on your feet. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But um, so I told you, Max, the tenth birthday is a big birthday, decade mark, huge. Yeah. So I gave you the Princess Bride, and I had to pair that with something delicious as well. Delicious? Are you gonna delicious? Eat this movie? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna just <laughs> stuff our face with it. <laughs> Max, it's a great analogy because it's delicious. This movie's delicious. The Goonies. Okay. I've warmed up. Listen, listen, listen. I don't even want to hear what you're doing right now. You know what you truffle shuffle. No, because right now what you're doing is like, I feel like you feel the daggers coming from my eyes that you don't love this movie more. So you're like, oh, okay. It's, it's okay. You sound like like Travolta. Ha, geez. It's okay. (laughs) Travolta's awesome. He's not on plane. Oh, Scientology. Max, I'm okay with you not liking the Goonies. I just have to move past it. But the reason that I put this in here is the whole movie is everything that a 10 year old wants to see. So as we go through these movies, part of the reason this will, you'll see this more and more. I pick the movies a year before they'll have stronger relevance. Do they want to see sloth? In that well, that's what I want. I want the kid to see the movie and then throughout that year up to the next year is where mm-hmm. it becomes relevant. So like for instance, when you turn 16, I'm not going to say License to Drive as a movie. I might do that at 15 if I pick that movie because I want it to be there before you get to the actual birthday. So Does you that make sense? So you want your kids chasing bank robbers? Yes. And, and, and bikes? Yes. Because you the, do, whole, you do? the whole premise of this movie is not about chasing bank robbers. The whole premise of this kinda, movie. Kinda. No, it's not. It's, that's, that's a, that's a point. One-Eyed Willie's like an ancillary part. They didn't mean no, the, the, Oh, the they whole, did actually. The whole, part, the whole point of this movie is that first, – first, let me say this. The relationship between um, – uh, Thanos, uh, <laughs> Josh Brolin, Brolin, Bran, Bran. Bran and his brother is the most beautiful sibling relationship of any it's 80s like film. Thanos. Thanos. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't think of his name, but like their, their relationship with each other is so sweet, right? Like he's like the best older yeah, he's brother. A good, he's a solid older brother. The heart behind this movie is you have a bunch of children that are trying to fix adult problems, but it's their time. Yeah. And that's, well, that's, it's their time down there up here, up here. Down here, it's our time. <laughs> our time down here. Goonies never say die, Max. Yeah, they don't. That's what I want this 80s baby that we're raising to learn. Did they face death in this movie? Sure. You they had so? to walk the plank. They were. They had their hands tied. They would drown. 
Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay. and there and in the director's cut, uh, there was a giant octopus that tried to kill them, but they just what? never ma- never made it to the final. I cut. I don't want to see that. At the very at the very end of the movie, when they're all on the shore and they're telling the story of all the crazy things that happened, yeah. you'll hear one of the kids say, "Oh my gosh!" And there was this giant octopus, and like, oh, you could have thought that was Chunk making it up, though. Right, but in fact, it actually took place. They just cut it from the from the final. I love Chunk. Chunk's great. Yeah. What but, happened to Chunk? I don't know. But the whole movie's great. Goonies, Princess Bride, best way to celebrate your tenth birthday. Moving into the 11th birthday. Okay. I know you like this first one. E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Are we sure it's good? Do we D- have a, define, do we, define your question. Do we have E.T. discussions with friends or like quoted at all? Have I seen it in 20 years? Like it's fun. I guess when you're 11, it's great. I think so. The, the like thing, bikes, kids, adventure. Yeah, that's yeah. the like the Stranger Things effect. So I think E.T. is a good example of a movie that it's not a quotable adventure movie. It's frozen in time. Yeah. And because it's not a quotable adventure movie, it's not the one where you and I are quoting like Princess Bride or Goonies. No, or, I try my Reese's Pieces line a lot. It's creepy. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to do it. But it's a really, really, I mean, it's it's a it's a really beautiful movie. It tackles divorce. Yeah. Um, Steven Spielberg's take on what could distract a kid from a divorce of his parents. Right. Right. And, and there's, 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 there's this kind of theme of like healing. Right. So like Elliot, Elliot is taking care of E.T. and is almost like a father to E.T. Right. He's his caregiver, but E.T. in the same token is taking care of Elliot and this healing process that's going on, um, you know, absent of this male figure in his life. Right. It's just kind of a beautiful story. And I, I like it. I like it for the 11th birthday because Spielberg has this great way of evoking the imagination of the child that's watching it. So like, what I was his child look. I know it must've been incredible. Yeah. Right. Or really um, bad. I know it was probably fun. It was, he probably had like a very exciting, like uh, adventurous childhood, but I don't know. Those people who have the rough ones usually make up the stuff. That's incredible. Maybe I, you know, that'd be worth digging into. I'd be yeah. curious to know. I've seen his documentary. And I don't remember this at all. Well then it probably wasn't that bad. Yeah. Um, but for, for ET, the the way that they address the story, the way that, the, you know, I want that 11-year-old to see this, and I want them to know there could be aliens. I want them to believe in these things. Like, okay, it's a like fun, Santa exciting Claus, stuff. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Like it, like Have you mysteries. told your kids Santa no, my, don't, don't even talk about that. It's a rough subject in my house. But as of right now, I believe that two out of my three children still believe in Santa Claus. I never believed. Well, you're Jewish, which is part of the reason. Hanukkah Harry in the Hanukkah bush. <laughs> That's what we um, a little less believable. Another, uh, the second film for the 11th birthday, uh, touched by Spielberg as well, because I believe Spielberg worked on this, Secret of Nim. Love this. Yeah, so this is one that you'd never seen, and I, uh, I I asked you to, and you said you'd seen it on a bunch of other lists uh, that were recommending seeing it. What, what are your thoughts on it before I hop in? So, super adult, super weird, creepy, like, scariest animation. I remember, like, Nicodemus, the magical rat in that movie yeah his hands freaked me out yeah like he just had these old weathered hands beautiful animation yeah yeah like very old it felt like fantasia so this was this was bluth again who did american tale all dogs go to heaven land before time which i almost put on is that an 80s one yeah so i almost put that on uh, one of these lists you know that that's the dinosaur one right yeah that's a real sad one too he loses his mom to extinction and i mean i think we're establishing in all disney movies someone loses a parent that's rough well this isn't disney though it's not? No, this is not Disney. Oh, it feels Disney. <clears throat> no, this is uh, Spielberg and Bluth. This isn't Disney. Okay. Yeah. I don't think any of the ones I just listed were Disney. Fox and the Hound? Uh, Fox and the Hound. Little Mermaid. Disney. Little Mermaid was. Yeah. Little Mermaid was. That's super Disney. Um, so Secret of Nim, the, the reason I picked this is because all of the reasons you just said, 
it's important to have a mix of darkness, right? I like that this 11 year old is not just seeing the sweet sugar candy. Yeah. The great care bear movies. The you great know? owl was freaky. Yeah. Scariest. You didn't prepare me for the animated spider. Pretty awesome. I didn't know. I didn't like it. That was pretty. Oh, you're scared of spiders. Yeah. At least there wasn't a, an animated Sarah Connor in this movie. <laughs> Yet. So. Dragon the Cat was cool too. And the, the big moral kind of lesson they're starting to learn in this is that um, with education comes responsibility. With yeah. intelligence comes Peter responsibility. Yeah. A little bit. So all of these uh, all these mice and rats that were experimented on and now have. Uh, Superpowers. Yeah, basically. And they have, but more important even than their powers, they have intellectual consciousness. Yeah. And what they have with that is now they're saying, well, no, we shouldn't steal from the farmer. We should create our own power source and be self-sufficient. And it's kind of nice, right? Like 11, 12 years old, you, you know, you're starting to like learn how to be self-sufficient. You're smart enough to know better. Yeah. It's like, like the PG version of Game of Thrones. It yes. Prepares for it. Yes. Yeah. That's a great way of yeah. explaining it. That's a great way of explaining Secret of an M, PG version of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like that. Political maneuvering <clears throat> and all with like Jenner is yeah. his name. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. and Mrs. Brisby is yeah. the, and Love also, well, she was great, right? Yeah. I mean, she's willing to sacrifice anything to save her kids. Yeah. She's basically a single mom. Not her fault that her husband passed away. But um, yeah, it's, a, it's oh, you know what's really cool too. One of the kids <clears throat> is voiced by Will Wheaton. Oh, really? Yeah. So. Well, Dom DeLuise, he yeah. plays the crow. Uh, every Bluth movie, I think Dom DeLuise is in. The crow is a little much. I like the crow when he gets taught, like caught up in the string. I like that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, okay, eleventh really choice. Well, Max, we rounded the corner. We got through the delicate developmental years, and we are on the precipice of adolescence. We did it. 12 to 18 is on the horizon and those years are brutal. Can we just drop them at the orphanage at this point? No. The fire station? No. You're, that's, you're a firefighter. That's Can terrible. That's absolutely terrible. <laughs> you would even suggest doing that is awful. Uh, part one is concluded. Uh, part two, which we'll be picking up next week, we will finish out this rearing, child rearing, right? What? <laughs> <laughs> next next week we'll finish it out. We'll get twelve to eighteen, and uh, part two will be our conclusion. Yeah, no rearing, just raising. No rearing, just raising. Uh, thank you for joining us. Sounds like a bumper sticker. Follow us, like us, rate us, star us, rear us, rear us. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! At Buzz in the Tower on social media. Buzz, 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 buzz. Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Like us, love us, give us the attention we so desperately need. Love us. We're raising your child. The least you can do is help us out. Yeah. Yelp review. All right. And uh, tune in next week for part two. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.